Mr. Wazani, uh, welcome to Badimu on Air. Uh, we are talking traditional healing in Nezangoma. Uh, we have uh, in studio Abokoko, Tim uh, Redsket. I'm your host, Mkulu um, Masatini GP. I'm not alone. Alongside me, I'm with U Tambo Healing. Tawazani. We're talking um, demystifying common perceptions about traditional healing and sangomas. You know, we are breaking the stereotype. And the aim of this conversation is to unpack uh, the common perceptions people have towards traditional healers. Uh, we will tackle different topics that will help us understand what is and what is not. Because you go out there, people look at you, they look at how you look, um, they judge you by your intellect and uh, where you're from. And, and so forth. So our topics will be cleanliness and beauty, intellect, family, contribution of the media and government. Um, so it's an open discussion. Before you got in Golifeshong, what did you think a Sangoma or a traditional healer was? What perception did you have? I grew up next to, like, I grew up amongst Sangomas. I knew what they look like, how they act, mm -hmm. but I haven't been to one, maybe to, to consult and mm. so forth. Mm. And then uh, the thought of having to go to a Sangoma to consult, it actually terrified me. Mm. Because um, from what I've seen on TV and so forth, I saw um, dingy places, like, dark ndumbas with funny things hanging and funny bottles containing of what I don't know. Yeah. So at first when I had to consult, I was like, wow, where do I even begin? Like, when yeah. I get there, like, won't I be captured there? Like, won't there be something there that appears out of nowhere? Like, that, that was what I had in mind. But with Sangomas because um in different places sangomas act differently so from where like where i come from i saw sangomas as people who always had beads on their beads on their heads mapai and whatnot mm, mm. even this red skirt thing it was new to me mm. i didn't know that matwasa nebapara red skirt matsumane ke tsa dilo but from where i come from nekibona hole like eka ba ba feelingana ba dula they had cracked heels, yeah, yeah. you know, ashy heels, and like it got like badula mulling untidy. So, but and that that's what I thought. If someone said I have to trust her, meaning I have to look like those people, mm -hmm. until I saw the other world of other sangomas because the sangoma are yeah. But my biggest fear was to consult, like. Do I go there in the morning, in the evening, midday? Mm. I, I, I even remember that my first consultation was at 6 a.m. Imagine wow. 6 a.m. because I thought people are not supposed to see me. I should go there secretly, <laughs> stuff like that. But um, ever since all that has changed because I have more knowledge now. I have seen what's beyond uh, what I've seen at first. Like I thought these women were people that till today that are that should be highly respected. Mm -hmm. you know? yeah. 
but i was also very scared and and like intimidated by them they were very unapproachable but i didn't even have a reason to approach sangom mm. but as a young child cuz akahola around dingaka or anything so i didn't know who hake approach sangom kokala kiringi like what would be the reason to actually go and consult yeah. you know <clears throat> and until um one time my parents took me to a traditional healer and then that woman ang pataka reza esebeditseng ne and i was still in primary school and from then i was like no man this is not right like mm-hmm. as a young child you know who know whatever even if it's a razor blade from somewhere else you're not supposed to be using a, a like a blade that was used it should be brand new mm-hmm. so from then onwards like i started becoming like very like aware of what was happening around me hari hadingdinga king o papa ka alobona motho sometimes ha motho a hlokofetse go ba le motho o tlo sebetsang go jariteng whatever the case may be mm. but for me like i didn't i didn't know go sangoma ke ingi go eetsa ingi and then and until kia also on the media i mean on like social media platforms yeah, yeah. and you see like a certain stereotype ya disangoma you know yeah. you don't know who i also thought who disangoma were from one bande all of them that's what i thought who no ke mazulu ka ofela i didn't think who how le motswana mopedi mo enye di khotwasa so i thought ka ofela ke mazulu they are from one school sangoma it's one umbrella term for ngaka you know so for me i had that very limited mindset about disangoma my experience was like I don't know how to explain it because not initially when I was when I was growing up na negitaba bisangoma negitaba matwasa na anything that had beads I'm like yo matwasa tosa because I think um most of my experiences every time negiba bona yes it's either they are scruffy matwasa na do you know uh, there are some bandes where uh, the the demand about sasa street mo mumiriri so I think I but and they were they were most of them were dark so um my first experience yeah, consultation was um with this other man um growing up we um like and everything so he was like a real old school man like Dumbahai had a lot of things legera that thing you know kwa kuma haying so it was it was a bit you know kore ner comfort kana go dzone comfort ke the family member una risa mm yeah before research for hard kore at some things kore ne ba re tiba matho you know so um but ntseke hola ntseke tso hore like i was able to you know dif- differentiate hore uh but all my experiences that I have ever seen, I've always been like, nah, because all my experiences, there's something scary about what I see from each experience that I've ever had. There's something scary about them, other than not clean all the way where they stay, who come come. I think I was also scared of the maybe the slaughtering when mm. I was growing up. Mm. The slaughtering also scared me, but then obviously I get kungwana so mm. I think that's what stuck to me. But then if my whole perception of 
all the experiences that I had changed as soon as I became more mollified. Mm. Um, <laughs> growing up, I never really had access to Amasangoma. Mm. Um, my uncle was a healer, but I was a child back then, so I never viewed him as a Sangoma. It was just that guy who went to. We were about to go to the village in the Eastern Cape. Like, okay, Mama's taking us there. Oh God, this guy's gonna do these funny things with us with blades, and I don't know what the hell else. And then this they're like, oh God, can we leave now? It was one of those things. Yeah. So I never really understood what was going on. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, growing up, Amasangoma, it was just like people to fear. Mm-hmm. Keep away from them. Because they're going to lawyer you, yeah. and Lord knows what else. So, Mawabon on the street, walk the opposite direction, don't make any eye contact, just yeah. just keep your eyes closed and just keep moving. Yeah. So, I've always had that mentality. I think even up to now, in my late years, still, it was always that thing like, here they are, I walked the opposite direction. And yeah. sometimes when I see them, it always feels like, Ingati, they're like reading me, like Ingati yeah. bang bang yeah. food, inside yeah. out. I'm just like, don't doctor feel me we're not about that life okay. so uh, it's always been for me my encounters with them it's always been fear and just keep walking and just close your thoughts don't think anything because they can snatch away your thoughts yes. and lawyer you yeah. and do funny yeah. things with you just keep mm. it moving mm. that, that, that's quite interesting yeah. and you know what came to my mind is that after what you guys have said I'm so interested then Hori how did you you turn you know and and and, and realize oh my god i am part of those people that i thought no i must keep away from them and all that how how did you feel when that hit you you're also gonna be you know you had a perception of your own so it means when you're a healer, you must walk barefoot and then you must have all these animals hanging in your house. Everything that you went through. Mm. You know, everything that you saw with one razor. For me, funny thing, I was not shocked. You know, like, maybe because growing up, I used to have a lot of streams of like animals, mm. a lot like especially snakes on my pillow because mm. I used to share a bedroom with my mom and my dad so because I couldn't sleep on my own so I had to sleep with them because I would have like nightmares so mm. okay and then I would sleep in between them like from but then we thought oh no it's because I used to watch a lot of animal channels with my dad mm. so growing up like and then you start remembering all the things that you've dreamed of if you can i was not shocked because i think you have awakenings from time and time again you're like mm. hi because i remember at one point um i said to a friend of mine i think it was like a few years before it again and i said it's just i don't know why i said that but i was like yeah like i was just joking really like i was literally just and then after a few years my grandmother ampa peter white after a few days Mm-hmm. And then the dreams then started coming, like that, and then, ha, get to a point where I had to trust. I was like, I, I think I've 
like i was ready mm. but i was just waiting honestly i was waiting for confirmation yeah. from my answers or no okay sharp but not hurry go to that place but mm. when you start feeling hurry yeah you're not the same person anymore mm, you don't yeah. belong at home anymore yeah. like niggas have actually like i almost ran away from home Mkulu. Yeah. Like yo, I was like, ah, okay, now let me just go. Like, what's the worst that could happen? For, for me, um, <clears throat> I think from a very young age, I've been like very sickly. From primary, I've always been suffering from headaches to the point like since I was young, I don't remember. I think since I was like five or six. My mom used to cut my hair because she thought that, oh, these headaches is because you have so much hair. <laughs> so um, she constantly used to cut my hair because um, she thought like, no, it's this heat, this heat and the hair, it's making you have this headache. So this headache thing continued and obviously it was those things, ugh, you know, it will go away, it will go away, it will go away. And so I think it's when I was 16, mm. I started having these weird dreams. I started seeing people that I didn't know, you know, those type of things. And then when it hit me, like, it's like something told me, what if this is the very same thing that I said that I don't want to be? <laughs> what is, what if? And then um, I have a, I have an uncle that married into our family. So the first office, Okay, I can't really say it's our first consultation, but the, our family friend, oh, Nenzeri Agwe, when we were growing up, Nara Doro go my go go my grandfather. Why na? Why na? Uko alafadi half. I don't know. I don't know. Uko alafadi half. I'm like, oh, what's this old man saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, oh, what's this old man saying? So when I was around 16, we went to go um, uh, consult at my at my uncle. And then my uncle's like, yeah, I mean, there it is. You can see. He explained everything. I'm like, huh? Yeah. No. I yeah. said, I don't want, I don't want this. I'm sorry. Hey, yeah. I'm yeah. sorry if, if I felt hurry. No, these people are dirty. I'm sorry. Please. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I think things just got um, worse. I just became like a bad child. Um, I was rebellious for no reason. Um, I was always the type of child to I don't know if it was being a teenager or it was just like my sometimes I felt like my mind would just run away with me a little bit yeah. but um, as time went by I saw this this is not this is not a joke anymore yeah. this is not a joke anymore because um, it started affecting me at school um, from matric it started affecting me when I was matric and then my struggle was with my parents when I when I finally said I Okay, you know what? Let me just accept this is who I am, and this is this is the the path that I'm supposed to go. But the issue was my parents. Mm. My mama before her mama was like, "No, you need to go because like waratwenya, waiting waratwenya." And then came my dad. No, there's no way you are not going. You are not going. So now it's the other way. My dad was like, "Okay, you can go," but then it, obviously it took some convincing. And uh, you know your own personal research to 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 find to find your way, mm. and yeah. But then eventually I accepted everything because I saw that it really took a toll on me and my life. And could um, it? I kind of felt like I was disappointed in myself because. I hadn't achieved the things that I wanted to achieve because mm. I was always so sickly or I, I couldn't do things because of this and that, this and that. So, but then, I'm going to get right. Forward we go. 
Yo, when I first found out that I have to trust her, <laughs> I was shocked. I was even crying because I was like, how could this be? Because mm. I mean, like, I'm flourishing. My life is coming together. I just bought a new place. You know, a youngster. I'm living on my own. I'm independent. Why now? Mm. But when I think back, I was, I was fascinated by them. Like, like most teenagers, mm. I didn't go there. Like, every time on last group, every time on last group, whatever that I'm doing, I have a pillar and shout, but I, I couldn't stop myself. But I didn't think I was one of them. I just thought maybe ah, I just love the rhythm. That's it. And then in those teenage years, I started dreaming. Like, and then I stopped going because I thought, oh, and then I grew, and then, like, yeah, but I still had dreams. But I thought, ah, maybe I'm special because I would dream of things and then they happen. I would have premonitions. Maybe sometimes I would think, ah, maybe it's a deja vu because I think I was in this situation once. But then I thought, ah, I'm just special, nothing more. And then one time I had this other very vivid dream. And then Kaya Koko group in your Facebook ya Batawung because I can't hear Batawung. Kare if una lady elder kama kupalenta seten toriki. And then someone came forward. Aritlama ulotwa. So that was in 2018 October. And I just laughed it off. Kare ndato oyena. We play lots of high. And then came this dream. Yawa kito kare accidente. Towards December, mm-hmm. I didn't go home that December. Ah, <laughs> and then December, there was this huge snake under my car and whatnot. January, the same accident that I dreamt of, it happened. And then, in my mind, I thought, nothing yeah. else. Yeah. That's when I went to consult. And they were like, there's no worry in your life. Mm-hmm. You have to trust her. But it hit me like, I don't know. I started crying like hysterically, trembling, feeling cold. I didn't even know what was happening to me. I thought mm. like, yo, I'm dying. Mm. But uh, as time went on, I discussed uh, with closest family members. And I thought, ah, man, can't have a thing. Let me just go. Mm-hmm. I can know, I can know, more than a hundred in South Africa. They're still living here. Let me go. Maybe with mm-hmm. a I think for me, just like Ukoko said, it was I, I. I was very sickly also as a child, like weird stuff that no one could tell me what it was. I remember at some point, I thought I had arthritis for the longest time, mm. and I went to the doctor and they said, "No, you know, you don't have arthritis, but it's some bone thing." And then when you get older, you outgrow it. But imagine when you are like a child, like five or six, and you literally cannot move because your joints are killing you. They are so sore to a point that you can't even walk. Mm-hmm. And it would get so painful. Like mama would give me like pills and stuff. And I think at some point she stopped. Mm. And I think she was trying to tough love me because she was like, I'm not going to give you any medication. Mm. You're not going to sit there in a corner and crying your eyes out. You're going to get up and walk it off or do something, but I'm not going to spoon feed you. Mm. You know what to do. Get into a hot bath, put salt in there, dip in there and sit. When you're ready, go to bed and sleep and sit still. Mm. 
So it was at that point I was like, yo, okay, mama now doesn't love me. Now I must sort out myself. And I would sit there crying like, mama. And she'd be like, I'm not involved. Yeah. So where were the pains? They were normally in my joints, mama. So like my arms, mm. my knees, my ankles. Mm. It was so sore. I couldn't even do anything. I would literally sit still like this. And I was like, Ku, ku, the pains. Um, and then as I got older, like people used to tell me that you know you've got a gift in, and I was like, no, I don't believe in that stuff. When raised like that, we're Christian, so ignorance is bliss. I don't want to know. Keep it to yourself. So I've always had that mentality wow. all along. Always, like I don't want to know. Don't tell me. I'm not interested. Um, and I think it got to a point for me last year when I realized that I think not last year, but I think about maybe four years back. Then it was this ulcer situation, this acid and all of this stuff. And it was so bad. And I spent so much money on these pills trying to fix something. But at the same time, I'm taking the pills. I'm still sick. It doesn't make any sense. I lost so much weight. And I'm like, I sugar, then I must die again. Then so bad. I'm willing to die. I'm tired of this nonsense. Mm. Um, so after a while, I was like, I'm stopping these pills. It is what it is. And I started taking like natural things like aloe and water and drinking that. It used to help a lot. I started drinking amaisas course uh, just to try and, and ease the, the pressure. And also I had migraines and headaches and all kinds of things and sinuses and this, that and the other. And then I just got to a point where I just got so tired of being sick. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I decided to come here, finally, I, I was very excited. I was like a child at, at Christmas, <laughs> jumping up. And I remember the night before, I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, okay, I'm, okay, 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 I'm coming. Okay, I'm on my way. And I kept pressing you. I'm like, okay, I'm coming. What time should I come? You guys are busy. Okay, let me come tomorrow. Are you sure? Can I come today? You're like, no, come Sunday. Everyone is here. So I was so excited. Like, I think for me, not knowing what I was getting into helped me because I literally had... No idea True. what is. I know nothing about knew nothing about red skates, walking barefoot, <laughs> nothing. All of this I learned the minute I set foot in here. Yeah, I had no clue what I was getting myself into at all. So even now I learn as I go along each day. Mm. Interesting. One more thing. Sorry, I remember there was one instance where we were taken to Kenya, but we So how do you feel, like people like people would be there for like two days, you know, very Anyway, long story cut short, this man had consulted in Ele, um Kalapashne, he would pour water in it and then he had like a shell. Yeah. So there's certain coins that he used. So and then he has a shell. He listens. Mm. I was still very young. Wow. So wow, actually I remember now maybe like but then my parents didn't take it seriously because mm. maybe as a child you just say things True. you know mm. but now like i was like yeah maybe well, like, i don't oh, remember why mm. so nearly the coin harami but you know yeah that's yeah um thank you very much for your participation so, uh, that was really 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 interesting you know when talking uh about amalosi uh, and talking about the journey the signs you know everything calling in the gift it's so interesting we can literally talk about anything and everything until the next morning 
yeah, it was very interesting to hear somebody else's perception because you are the one with the experience now. Mm-hmm. We've so had our own experiences. So now it's your time now to share your experience because another person listening, they might be going through the same and it might um, inspire them. Yeah. Traditional healing ever since the beginning, before we were born, it has been quite an industry that has been suppressed. Even today, it's still experiencing the same thing. So you can understand, Hori, it's not really like a cultural thing. It's a spiritual thing. So it's been suppressed from the highest hierarchy. That's why even today, uh, we, we got, we just had some unfortunate news from the World Health Organization when it announced that people are not supposed to use traditional medicine mm. to prevent coronavirus. So you can understand if it's at that level, whatever we can say to the president won't make a difference now. Mm. So you can see how it's structures that we keep on talking about. is the highest level where I was explaining how God created all these gods and then they start competing against each other and the other ones feel like they are better than the others. Mm. So you can see whoever is running the great spirit for ancestry is the one that is being suppressed. So whatever that's coming from that level, it's affecting Runa that are using that energy, the ones who are harnessing that energy, Mm. we are the ones who are affected. Mm. So unfortunately, we are trying to teach people that we can speak for ourselves. Mm-hmm. We don't need to remain hidden as if we don't have a voice. Mm-hmm. Because people's perceptions, they won't stop. Mm-hmm. No matter, like we have prominent healers who made it out there, who are out on TV, radios, but still people have the very same perceptions they've been having. There are so many healers who made money, who are rich now, you know, they're out there like normal people, but they still say traditional healers are like this. Mm. So you can understand how it's not something that we can change, but it's always good that we must keep on talking about it. Yes. It doesn't matter whether they listen or they don't want to listen. Mm-hmm. So platforms like this, that's why we're creating our own space because nobody's representing us. They mm. misrepresent us on the mainstream. So we'd yeah, rather create totally. our own little platform and whoever wants to listen, they listen. Because we all educated, we have experience, we have corporate experiences, we have academic uh, backgrounds like them. Mm. So we run in two lives, a healer's life and a, and a personal life. So it's actually two parents. <laughs> Thank you to our listeners. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, if you have more questions, you can send us uh, Instagram direct message. You can send us uh, messages on Twitter or Facebook anywhere else just follow us for more of this Togazan we are out Oh